Hi everyone, this is You Be You and I'll Be Me, Jen Kesnick here with my friend Essa Keller. Hi Essa. Hi. Thanks for coming on again. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> and so a few weeks back you held a um, retreat Yes. Um, with Ashley, that was great, and I attended and you had us look up um, this Jovian archive um, to check out our human design chart and... So, I mean, I loved everything about the retreat. I thought it was great, and I learned a lot of stuff. But this is the thing that really, like, fascinated me. Um, And it all happened in the first half hour that we were there. Um, But just explain what the human design is. So human design is referred to as the science of differentiation. And it's a system um, that was brought to consciousness in the 1980s, so 1987, uh, the founder named Ra Uruhu got um, a download, you know, um, a consciousness download of of this information, and basically, um, so just talking very simply about it, we, um, if you look at some of the the history and in in decoding the physiology, the energetic physiology of the human body, right? You refer to the chakra system and that's like a big system. Um, So seven chakras, eight chakras, what have you. Um, So this, this system, human design um, posits or refers because it is a system of experimentation. So anything that um, anything that you that it teaches is really open for your own experience. So it doesn't teach anything. It's there's no um, there's no dogma. It's it's about embodied experience. Mm-hmm. So let, I'll just say that um, as a preface. But so f- in what was it the eighteen hundred uh, the seventeen hundreds um, the uh, the the human system started to trans. Uh, or or uh, evolve from a seven centered system to a nine centered system, and so the human design um, creates or or works with the nine centers. So um, basically, how it goes and what we have here in front of us is a is a chart. So it's called a body graph chart. Um, and this chart takes your birth information, birth time, birthplace, um, and and time and date and generates a a body graph or a physical chart of your energetic constitution, your energetic makeup based in nine centers. So nine centers are important um, because we have, so I'll list them. We have um, coming from the top, you have the head center, you have the mind center, throat center, G center at the center of the chest, ego center. You have the splenic center, the sacral center, the emotional or solar plexus center, and the root center. And according to this system, uh, there are two ways that these centers can behave. Now, previously, you know, everyone, we look at the chakras, um, the traditional sort of like format of that is every every person's chakra um, behaves in the same way. It spins, it's a wheel, it's a wheel of energy that... um, you know, connects our, our, um, you know, our, uh, ties to our organs energetically, mm-hmm. etc. Um, I'm like losing my, like, there's so much information. I know. I'm about to like, there's <laughs> a lot, there's a lot to <laughs> like, cover. Ah, I know. I, how do I get it out? It's okay. Um, so I'll go slowly, but, well, basically, um, 
the way that we were thinking, right, or like I'll just talk from my own experience. Before human design, right, I learned that everyone has seven chakras or eight chakras if you count the aura as Mm -hmm. a chakra. Seven chakras, they spin in the same way. If you have um, a, a blockage, your chakra isn't spinning efficiently. There's an energetic kind of stagnation and there. And that's how I kind of explain Reiki to people when we're doing Reiki. I'm like, you know, it almost makes sense when you think about, like, when you hear bad news, you put your hand on your head or over your heart. When you have something difficult to say, you feel a lump in your throat. And mm-hmm. when you're nervous, you feel butterflies in your in stomach. Your stomach. And these are all, you know energetic hubs that are within everyone it's just whether you know about it or not whether you know about it and and so like um speaking on that too depending on your the way that your centers are um constructed right you might feel you might feel the butterflies or you might not you might feel you know you'll have different sensitivity based on whether your center is what's called open um or defined so an open center, um, there, the, so there are two ways that the centers can behave. So just like breaking it down really simply, open center and defined centered or undefined centered um, and defined centered. So a defined center emits frequency. So with our, um, with our centers here, we have the capacity to like here this is I have an open head open mind um so my my brain's kind of like spinning out right now (laughs) um but so there are two ways that the centers can behave they can either be defined or they can be open if you have a defined center you're emitting frequency from that center meaning that you can consistently rely on that center to be um be present Uh to be to be consistent in, in in its frequency so Looking at the chart. Well, like looking at this one. So yeah. this is my chart and you can't see, but it looks like that's the throat center. Mm-hmm. So that's my throat center. center that's emitting frequency. Right. So yeah, we'll take Jen as a specific example. So you have um, the throat center and the ego center defined. Everything else is undefined or open. You have a totally open head and you have undefined um, mind, G center, spleen, sacral, emotional center, and root. And what does that mean? That's so a lot of openness. It's, it, it is a lot of openness. <laughs> so what what I think of the open centers as, um, so these are places where you receive frequency from others and where you have the potential to be, quote unquote, conditioned by um, frequencies around you. Okay. So when you, this is where the open centers are where you interlock with other people, right? Um so someone fills in your open head, open mind, right? You're being conditioned by the definition in their head and their mind. So in your or your defined centers, um, what definition means is that it means that it's a consistent way of emitting frequency. So like if you think about, like let's just take an example, like a visual example. This is like how my mind works, my open head, open mind works. <laughs> um, you take your, your throat center and say um, your throat center emits a frequency that is a, um, or you know what, let's do open head, open mind. So when you interlock with Kelly, mm-hmm. who's your daughter, who has a defined head and a defined mind, right? So say her defined head and her defined mind 
um, the, like the wave that she emits is like a long, um, rolling wave. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your open head and open mind, um, have no consistent way of processing information. So Kelly will always just know information and processing information through that, that visual, that, that, um, that constant. That the construction of that wave, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to, mm-hmm. to you. Um, so when you interlock with Kelly, Kelly superimposes her, um, her, her structure into your head and mind. Okay. So you're able to try on the logic that Kelly embodies. So almost empathetic. I yeah. can understand where she's coming you from. You can understand where she's coming from mm-hmm. I- intellectually, mentally. Right. Um, so that's kind of, that's an interesting thing. And then when you go and you interlock with somebody else, then, so you open head, open mind is just that. Like you have no consistent way of processing information, which can be very frustrating, but it can also be, um, it's also very interesting because you're able to see from many different perspectives mm-hmm. and you're able to um, synthesize information in a very, very lateral kind of way. Yeah. And so when you're around other people, that means that when it, that, that the podcast is kind of really interesting because whenever you're with someone, um, especially if they're defined head and defined mind, you can, you can literally try on the way that they see the world yeah. is kind of how I think it's of it. It's funny that you say that because I used to always say like, I think I'm half a psychic because I know exactly what you want. You yeah. know, like I know what you need. I know what you want. I, I get it in five minutes. I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And that's so interesting that that's what that. Yeah. The open centers, uh, uh, they, they do drive you crazy, but they're also um, a great source of wisdom and learning. Yeah. Especially if you're around someone that you don't want to see things from their perspective. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And you'll, you'll feel like you might feel yourself knowing what they're going to say before they say it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially her, she's got a lot of, uh, gates active. Um, and so, so open centers are where you receive frequency and, and the sort of the horror of the open centers is that before you really become wise and understand, um, the mechanics of your body, you, you go around thinking, this is just like the story you go around thinking that your open centers are you but they're not you, mm-hmm. right? You, they're, they're what's, they're what's unreliable. They always change. You're always going to feel differently. So probably, I don't know if this is true. You're an open, emo- you have open emotions. So I do too. My whole life, everyone said, you're so emotional, so dramatic, the drama. Oh my <laughs> God. You know, like you're so emotional. We're not emotional, right? We take in emotional waves from everyone around us who is emotional and we take them into our body, we distort them and we amplify them and spit them back out if we're not conscious that that's happening to us. Right. So um, that's where conditioning comes into play. So when you're when you have a family member, right? I mean, oh, um, <laughs> when you have a family member who who uh, has definition where you have openness, um, you you're and you're around them a lot, yeah. you're going to be conditioned by the way that they, by their definition, essentially. And you're going to experience, because you're constantly being um, sort of uh, imprinted with that wave, mm-hmm. you might experience 
emotional um, energy in that specific way, even though you're an open emotion person. Yeah. So in our family, it's always like, well, I'm, I'm reacting to the way you're reacting and everyone's reacting around. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, like bouncing energy <laughs> all over each other. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's really, it's very interesting. It's hard to kind of delve in and I don't, I don't know if I'm doing like a coherent job but I can only say as much as I know and from my, ex my own embodied experience with this, um, working with the system has really changed my whole life because um, I'm, so my makeup, right, is open head, open mind, open emotions. You, Jen, you're, um, the only definition you have is the throat and the ego or the will. And so from what I understand is that that means like doing podcasts is the perfect thing. Pretty because much. Because it's, you know... It's speaking or conveying a message um, and right with, with the ego attached to it, not that ego as like isn't a bad thing, right. but just like as a like say exactly what's on your mind. Right. Speak your truth. Ego is your will. It's your, it's your will to, um, it's your will. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not ego in the in the new agey sort of like sense where we have to like diminish our egos. And now if we did that, we'd all be like in mental institutions because if you don't have an ego, you're not f seeing that you are separate from another person. So right. preserving some form of the ego um, psychically or is 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 important. Yeah. We don't want to like dissolve our ego ego dissolution is really ugly um you know it's it's crazy time yeah yeah and it's not it's just gotten a bad kind of rap right. it's gotten the, the the word has been sort of mis misused so in this system when we talk about ego ego is will so i'll go through let me go through um and talk a little bit about each center and then i'll talk about the aura types is that perfect is that good yeah um so each center right has like a theme so Open, uh, so head center, um, when you have an open head, what that means is you have a pressure, you have the pressure to um, answer questions, right? Um, so open head, pressure to answer questions, open mind, pressure to be certain. So I'll just speak kind of to yours okay. too. Um, open head, pressure to answer questions, open mind, pressure to be certain about the answers to those questions. Right. I'm, I'm like, let me check twice before I say it. Yeah. Because I want it. I want to be right. Yeah. And me too. That's exactly what I'm doing now. I'm like, oh, am I saying the right <laughs> thing? Um, but you'll never be certain. And all the questions, the, the, the job of the, the work in dealing with the open center, the open head and the open mind is to sift through and, and decide which questions are your questions mm -hmm. um, and which questions are not your questions and then know that you're never going to be certain about the answers mentally and so that's another really important aspect of this system is that um, we take authority out of the mind and we put it into the body right so every person has what's called an authority center and it's a defined center in the body that you rely on to make decisions. And when you make an embodied decision, you make the right decision. Mm -hmm. When you make a mental decision, you go down. Oh, it's clouded. Yeah. So as when people say, trust your gut, right. That's what that means. It's exactly. feel it in your body, feel it in your body. And you know, you, your body never lies to you. Your body will tell you you're in danger yes. or, you know, whatever kind of 
information that you're trying to process, you can always feel it if you know how to feel it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's kind of where I, I, that's where I work is, is teaching people how to connect with the feeling in their body because over a lifetime we get conditioned messages gets get mixed up so I my work is in teaching people how to feel their authority somatically okay um but we'll go on from there okay and so throat center is a manifestation center you're expressing through the throat so open throat you might feel the urge to speak when it's not necessary for you to speak um, defined throat, very healthy for you to speak when you feel the will right. to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, G center is interesting. That's at the center of the heart. And what that is, is that's love and identity. So when you have an open G center, um, you have no consistent way of processing love or identity. And it's defined a lot of the times by um, the people around you and the location. So you're kind of a chameleon mm-hmm. in that sense. And and the, the G-Center is interesting because what we have at the G-Center is something called the magnetic monopole, which is, um, is uh, basically like... Um, it's our inner compass. Okay. Right? So it pulls us along a track in our life. Mm-hmm. The body is the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Magnetic monopole is the driver. Mind is the passenger. Mm-hmm. So body is the vehicle. Magnetic monopole tells us where. The GPS. Yep, exactly. And then the mind is just... not The mind's job is to look around. Observe. Observe. Yeah. So the idea is that when we snap our bodies into... When we start to make decisions from our embodied authority, right? And we use our strategy, which we'll go into um, next. When we make decisions from our embodied authority, we start to snap our body onto the track that it's quote-unquote, like the, uh, I don't want to say ideal, but a track that is correct for uh-huh. us to live. Um, so we we start to navigate our lives by using the body to say yes when we mean yes, no when we mean no. Right. And as we do that, we honor and we um, kind of snap into that magnetic track that, that our um And that that's our so hard for people because we're always trying to be the best student, the best daughter or son or wife or husband or kid or, you know, parent or, you know, like, I'm trying to be everything yes, for everybody. For everybody So else. you don't always listen to your own body yeah. and answer your own questions because you're trying to be that for other people other people and that's that's the the main um theme of of this whole process is um embodied self-trust and self-sovereignty which was you know kind my, of yeah you know, my post today post today self-sovereignty i just love that phrase and how that makes you really think about i have to take responsibility for myself yeah and only myself because really, everyone's their own sovereign. Yes, <laughs> or they should be. Is. And and it's interesting because when you start to make these embodied decisions, um, and you let go of what you think you want or who you think you are or what you sh- think you should be doing in the moment, um, like so, like I'll just I'm kind of bouncing all around, but I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Just whatever way we do it is the best yeah, way. Yeah, it's it. just the best way. Um, so I'm. I'm a sacral being, which means I respond in the now. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I never know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, it can be pretty frustrating for those people around me. I don't know what my energy is going to do. And I've learned over the past couple of months that, um, by respecting what I have energy for and my true yes, like the timing of, of, of circumstance has been perfect. How do you, how do you find your true yes? So everyone's true yes will be different. For you, true yes comes from will. Do I have the will to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I have the will to do this? And you might feel it as like a surge in the heart center. Yeah. Like, mm, like a forward motion, like a... Gotta do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a... I, I I don't know that feeling because I'm not... Yeah. Um, you know, that's not my authority, but I do have a defined ego center and I do know what will feels like. It's yeah. like that. It's a strength. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then, so Kelly, um, your daughter, who's also your energy type. So she has a defined solar plexus. Um, people who have a defined solar plexus, um, might have an emotional authority which an emotional authority is that you have an emotional wave and you feel whether something is correct for you or not it's a feeling it's Mm -hmm. an it's it's um and you may need time to let the wave go up and let the wave go down and then you make your decision based on how you feel after a little while of processing sacral authority which is what i have is a an it's a yes in the moment. It's like, do I want to do this now? You can ask me, do you want to go outside? And I'll be like, no. And you ask me five minutes later, do you want to go outside? I'll be like, yeah. Now I do. Now I do. Mm-hmm. An emotional person will be like, let me <laughs> let me have a minute to decide that. Right. And then they might, after five minutes, be like, no, I do not want to go outside. Yeah. I got to contemplate this for yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. Feel exactly. it. Exactly. Feel it out. Splenic authority, um, that's, that is healthy or not healthy. That's, that's the, um, like, they make, if you have a splenic authority or a defined spleen and that's your authority center, you're going to make your decisions based on, is this situation, person, um, question, like whatever it is, healthy or not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, should I hold on to it? Should I let go of it? Is the, um, the theme there. Um, there's a lot to this process. And the main, one of the main ideas is to really just tune into your own body. And what about like tell us about like manifester generator okay so we have based on the configuration of your centers open or defined um you'll experience you'll have there are four aura types so one's a manifester one's a generator one's a projector and one's a reflector so these four aura types are um defined by how like again what i was saying how the the centers are um, are configured if they're defined or if they're open. Manifestor aura, which is what you are, is um, is described as a closed and repelling aura. So manifestors, and I'll speak a little bit about each aura type. Mm-hmm. Manifestors are interesting, um, and I know uh, my dad's a manifestor, <laughs> so I know the energy type. Um, manifestors, interestingly enough 
are meant are are here to inform. So they're here to um their energy works in such a way that they're like they're kind of agents of the the quote unquote program. You're meant to instigate, you you are here to initiate. Mm-hmm. So a manifester, right, can go out and decide, oh, I want a job at blah blah blah. And they go and they put their application in cold call. They don't know anybody there. They go, I just want that. And they go and they get it. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm a manifesting, I'm a generator type. Mm -hmm. What I have to do is I have to wait for things to come to me. So everyone wants to be a manifester, right? That's like what we're sold, like go out and manifest, like get it, you know, but, um, it doesn't necessarily work that way for everyone. So if you've been told, right, this is like kind of light bulb in my mind right you've been told like you have to go out and and you know just like work hard and try to get the thing that you want and you just like you manifest it yeah. right that's the word right everyone uses. make that happen make it happen um there's a lot of different ways to make it happen but the manifester the true manifester energy type can go and do that they mm-hmm. just from their authority center they decide is this right for me okay if it's correct and it's locked into the body it happens for them and right. that's just what it is so um, the manifestor's job is to inform. Now, that's the strategy. Inform and let people know what they're going to do before they do it. Manifestor energy um, is meant to do whatever it wants to do. Manifestors are not here to answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting in working with the manifestors in my life, um, like the way that you're, quote unquote, supposed to speak to them is um, never to to tell them what to do. Right. Right? It's an issue. Because <laughs> if you tell a manifester what to do, um, they get very, very angry, and they've been taught not to express that anger. So the anger goes internally, and it comes out in different ways. It can be very um, very unhealthy for the manifester in their body and in their for their, their general well-being and their health to be told constantly what to do. Right. They're here to tell what they're going to do mm-hmm. or direct other people as to what to do. So, for example, if a manifester, if you like, so if I were to say, if I were thirsty, right, or, um, uh, you know, I wanted water, instead of being like, Jen, can you go get me some water now? I'd be like, oh, I'm thirsty and I have no water. And I would say, oh, let me get you some. <laughs> right. Exactly. Instead of me being like, or even asking you to get One it. One of our main things that we say in this family is it's all in the delivery. Because everybody's like, 100%. you know, how'd you say that? You know? Yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. And it's just because the manifester is here to act autonomously. So no, they're not here to respond. You just do what your will tells you to do. You mm-hmm. speak from... Your will, you do. That's that's your authority, right? Um, Even raising a manifester, because my youngest Kelly is a manifester, and you know her whole life she's been like, mm, like yeah. I don't want you to tell me what to do, and I'm like I know, but you just got to get through it. Yeah, you got to grow up, and yeah. then you can do whatever you want, make your own decision. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's hard, um, but I noticed it's much more harmonious if. Uh, you don't tell them what to do. Yeah. You just say, this is the problem. And they respond in their timing. 
with a solution or they don't. And then you have to solve it yourself. And that's just what it is. Right. You know, this whole system is about honoring everyone's self-sovereign right to yeah. acting in their in the way that's correct for them. And it's really, it's a challenge. It but- is. Because even self-sovereignty, you know, that responsibility to yourself to eat the way you know you should Mm -hmm. to develop the habits that you know is best for you, you know, it's just hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, I love two cups of coffee, but I know I can't have more than one. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, self-sovereignty. Oh, fine. I won't drink it. Yeah. But it's just as simple as that. It's so making true. those decisions, making the the correct decisions for yourself, and and not, you know, you can compromise. It's healthy. Some for some people, it's very healthy to compromise, and that's the whole thing. Is every every aspect of this is so unique and so personal that really only you know what is correct for you in your own body. In the so you moment. just have to be super honest with yourself. Exactly. So this is about responsibility, accountability, and ownership of yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, and that's the, that's the manifester, um, or a type, um, not self theme anger. So when they're not acting correctly, when they're not, oh, and this is another thing. So the strategy to inform so if a manifester does not inform people what they're doing before they do it, um, everyone around them gets really uncomfortable and can get really mad at them. Mm-hmm. It's like you might just go out for a walk and not tell anybody where you're going, and that would be like what a manifester would do. Right. And they wouldn't say anything. Just, um, you know. But to, to, to make everyone else at ease and to like have a harmony, the manifester just wants to do what they want to do, like without anyone bothering them. That's kind of like, I see it and it's just so funny. Um, but all they have to do is say, I'm going for a walk. I don't know when I'll be back, but I will be back. Yeah. That's it. Right. You know? And it's like, okay, all right. As long as we know. Jen's going out for a walk. Right. She's coming back. We don't know when. (laughs) Well, last year I got to spend time traveling around and, and Mark and I were, on, you know, he was working and I was in California and I was alone for the first time pretty much in my life. Wow. Um, so I was alone for about eight weeks oh my God. and I was like, Oh my gosh, uh-huh. I have never been on my own without having to worry about or talk to or explain myself or, yeah. you know, whatever to anybody my whole life. And it was really like a whole, um, kind of, like, I felt so fortunate that I got to do that. And I yeah. felt so fortunate that I had a partner that was like, Supportive. yeah, cool, do that. You should. Because by the time I came home, I was like, completely different perspective on, you know, how to be. Yeah. 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 And your, um, what your single definition. So, um, you, that means that single definition means that all of your energy centers that are defined connect to one another. So you're really pretty self-sufficient. Yeah. And I have a tendency to, you know, just do things on my own. Right. <laughs> um, because I don't need to rely on other, other people, people. But I have to remember that sometimes. In, they exist. Yeah. You have to do that when you're in a relationship. <laughs> when you're in a relationship with others. <laughs> yes. If you want to be a normal person in society. Yeah. You gotta and happy nice. and fulfilled in, in yeah. different ways. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, so that's, that's kind of, and the manifester, uh, theme, not self theme, um, when you're acting, um, out of either out of openness or, um, not adhering to your strategy, which is to inform could be anger. Mm -hmm. So like a manifester childhood anger is like a thing. And, um, you know, maybe you had like, maybe, I don't know if your daughter, but temper fits Mm -hmm. like hardcore, like raging raging temp like i wish i knew this like 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) raging hardcore temper fits like out of control like oh my god yeah um and then you're taught not to do that and then the anger goes internal and it can cause all kinds of um issues for you but basically yeah the way to avoid the anger is just to inform people of what they're what you're doing and if they don't like it that's their problem okay because you've told them what they're what you're gonna do and that's it. Mm-hmm. So um, moving on to the next energy type would be a generator. And that's, I'm in the generator category. And a generator is, has a, um, an open and enveloping aura, an aura that draws people into them. Basically, they're here to just uh, respond to life. Okay. So the manifester makes things move, gives the generator things to respond to. And the, the generator um, goes... Just walks around all day going, oh, yes, or no, or yes, or no, or yes, or no. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing that mm-hmm. we do. Um, so we pull, we literally pull life to us. And our job is just to respond and not initiate. Okay. Right? The job of the manifest professor is to initiate. They're the one who goes out to the office and puts the application in. The generator waits for someone to ask them mm-hmm. and say, do you want to have this job or... Um, or there's an opening at blah, blah, blah. And then the generator will be feeling their body with their authority. Um, Ooh, is it correct for me to respond to this? Do I feel energy to respond? Is there an opening for me to respond? So our job is to respond to... So you still have to go out there and put your application in. It's just if, if and when the job is offered or whatever we're talking about. Yeah. That's when you know, like, oh... Yeah or no, because I know my daughter, Beth, is a generator, and she recently, this past year, hope you don't mind me talking about this, Beth, um, took a job that she kind of knew wasn't going to be for her, but it was a good position, so she took it, but then right away realized, I don't, I shouldn't be here. She didn't want to commit her energy. Right. Did she, did she seek the job? She was um, sought out by, like, a recruiter. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And she, but she initiated with a recruiter? No. The, the recruiter. Initi- oh, interesting. Yeah, went so to she, her. That's, so she did the proper generator strategy, would just, like, wait. And then, so that's, yeah, perfect example. Yeah. So she waited. Recruiter asked her. She said, okay. Maybe she, maybe it was an incorrect yes for her yeah. to even work with the recruiter. But that's that's the thing along the whole process is like okay if that recruiter wasn't good maybe if she waited and said no to that another one would have come and she would have been like oh yeah you you're 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 the one you're the that one i need to talk to right and then the job comes and she says no not that one no not that one mm, that one yeah you know and with- you just have to f- figure out where your um what is it your what do you call it uh the sacral no, like the um, the defined defined 
Yeah. Where, where the authority is. Where the authority is so you know where to feel it in your right, body. Right. Exactly. Where you know where to feel the yes and where you need, know to feel the no. Because you can have a mental yes. Like you as an open head, open mind person might have a, a mental yes and then like five minutes later it's a no and then it's a yes and then it's a no and then you're like, oh my God, I'm crazy. <laughs> when you're saying you're embodied yes it's a sure thing. It's okay. the most reliable thing that you can. So get out of your head. Get, get out of your head. Get, get into, into your body. body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. like if you take away anything from this blast of information, it's get out of your head, get into your body. Yeah, that's like the quote. And of, after you're done talking about the different auras, I want you to tell people how to get into their body. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so generator aura pulls life to them. The fear of the generator is that nothing's gonna happen. They're just going to sit there and wait and nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to get invited to the party. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what we think. But people will call you. You'll get invited. To- things happen because it's the world and yeah. you, you live in the world. Right. Um, so And the right things come to you. Exactly. So it's okay to say no to things that aren't correct for you. Right. Um, so that's the generator. And then generator not self-theme would be... So the generator strategy is to respond. The manifestor strategy is to inform. The not-self theme of the uh, manifestor's anger, the not-self theme of the generator would be frustration. Uh-huh. So we get really frustrated when we try to initiate and it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. right? You might, if you initiate, you might get the job, but it'll just be really annoying the entire time. Yeah. It's just... Don't force it. Don't force it. And, like, you can review your life if you're a generator type and just, like, think about every single instance in which you initiated and it was very frustrating for you. Like, the whole process Mm -hmm. of the initiation. Um, The next aura type is the projector, which um, the projector uh, aura type is, like, kind of... It's very... It's... A laser beam is how I feel it. Like Ra used to say, um, oh, <laughs> you can always... Okay, sorry, as you were saying. So the projector type is um, is like a laser beam. And so projectors are here, they're guides. They see into things very clearly, very quickly. And um, they're here as, as teachers and guides. And um, I have a lot of projector friends. My mom's a projector. And my son's a projector. Interesting. Yeah. So they can they have this uncanny capacity to really see um, see things clearly. And what the projector always wants to do is they want to tell you what they see. Like so badly, they just want to tell you what they see. But um, people get angry with the projector for telling. <laughs> Even though it's really just to help. It's just to help. But if you're not, the, the projector strategy is to, um, is to be invited, to wait to be invited. Mm-hmm. You have to wait to be invited to tell your perspective what you see. Because there's nothing more powerful than asking a projector for their advice. Right. But and, unsolicited advice, no one wants. And then that creates what's the not-self theme is bitterness. Uh-huh. So the projector will go around bitter because nobody's listening to them, but they're like going around bombarding people with their um, perspective uh-huh. and they're not being asked. So you have, to be, you have to wait to be asked as a projector. And it's not necessarily like a verbal, like, will you tell me what you think? Um, it's more of like an invitation. Just wait to be invited. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a glance. It's like, you know, what do you kind of like, what do you think about this? Or um, uh, what's your advice? What's your perspective? And these 
they're they're very wise and um, meant to be teachers and guides. So the um, and then the projector will get the invitation and. Based on their authority, they'll decide if this is an invitation they want to accept or if it's an invitation they do not want to accept. Mm -hmm. And if they accept an invitation um, not based on their strategy or their authority, rather, um, that also might create bitterness for them okay. because it won't be correct for them. So it's it's really all about snapping into your body, like I was Again. saying, and just feeling like... Is it a yes? Is it embodied yes? Is it embodied no? Um, and then the last uh, orotype is a, is a very rare one. And I have to say I don't know all that much about this type because I haven't met... Oh, I've met one one reflector. Okay. Reflectors have totally open... Everything. Everything. Interesting. And so what that means is they're a sampling aura and they take... And they pull from everywhere around them, and they're like a mirror. So when you're sitting with a reflector, they're they're um, showing you your definition, and that's kind of what the open centers do: is that they they act as mirrors. So they show, if you can think of it that way, they show um, they show you what you can't necessarily more depth of what you can't necessarily see or feel regarding your definition. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, the emotional wave person, they might not know that they're feeling horrible or their wave is like really down. I mean, they may know it, but they're not gonna, they may not know even that they're um, emitting that or expressing that in their behavior around them. And as the open emotion person, receiving that frequency, feeling it in your body, and it's like intense, and then amplifying it, um, you have the wisdom or you have the capacity to ask that person, are you feeling, like, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Like, are you upset? Is something wrong? And they may not even register until you ask them. And they may be like, oh, actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, oh, well, I feel that. Or, you know, the mind person, mental, like, just, just going, 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 going. As an open mind person, you will be able to reflect back to them. Like, oh, are you are you feeling, like, anxious in your mind or unsettled in your mind? Are you going, are you asking yourself a million questions? And they might go, oh, I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I am. So, um, yeah, because I, when I was reading up on this after the retreat, um, everywhere said like reflectors are so rare. They are so rare. I mean, some people were like, never met one, you know, like yeah. most no, people. I met one briefly Yeah, and, um, like I didn't interact really, but it's just, it's very interesting. So they, they, they do that and what they're, um, what they have to do is they have to wait a full lunar cycle in order to make a decision. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> it has to be like this long kind of pulse yeah. for them. And um, because they're all open. Right. And so they're conditioned by everything around them. Thank goodness they're rarity. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. I, that must be so hard. 
Um, but then there's the manifesting generator. So that's what you are. Yes. That's what my daughter Mary Jane is. So what is that? That's a subcategory. That's still a generator. But what it means is we can manifest in response. So if I have, like, say I have a relationship with, um, like, uh, work, right? And and someone hired me for work and I'm working within that relationship with that person, um, like I, like a yoga teacher, right? So someone hires me to teach at their studio. I say yes for my, my proper authority, my sacral authority. I'm rolling, rolling, rolling with it. And, um, so this is the difference between manifesting generator and generator is in my, you know, experience or mind. Um, this is just how I see it. I can then ask that studio owner for another class. Mm-hmm. I can say, I want to teach John Bapapa a day. Can you can we make this happen? Generator would have to wait for that studio owner to ask them again. Gotcha. Yeah. So we can manifest in response. We when when the relationship's already been established through response, we have the power to manifest. And the manifesting generator also, um, it's interesting. Like we move a little quicker, so. The, the trouble with us is that we sometimes will skip steps and, like, have to go back. Uh-huh. Like, she might be, like, uh, 10 steps ahead and then be, like, oh, whoops, I went too fast. I have to go back yeah. and revise. Um, and generally, like, if you have – if you're a manifesting generator, um, you can tell if your energy is into something uh, if your body is moving towards it. Okay. If you're doing it, it means you want to do it. Right. It's kind of like a no-brainer. Like if you're supposed to be um, working on one project, but then you're working on another project, and the timelines are weird, and you're you know one's due like tomorrow, and the other one's due next week, but you're still working on the one that's due next week, not the one tomorrow. You just got to go with the flow. Right. That's what your energy is asking you to do. Okay. And it's just, it's weird and it, it's very annoying. It's interesting. Though. It's interesting though. Yeah. And the more you do that and the more you just like let your, let yourself do what you really want to be doing. Right. Um, Which is the key of happiness for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. You know, listen to your body. Listen to your body. And do what your body is telling you. Move towards what your body is telling you to move towards to. And then you won't be stuck in a job that you actually hate. Exactly. You know, you'll be doing things and that surrounded really by. Love. Yeah. So how do you get into your body? So the way that I, I've designed this, um, this process called somatic sound healing. And so what I do the way that I approach this is tuning people into their energetic, 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 um, uh, letting them understand what their constitution is through human design, just through the open centers, the strategy and the authority. Cause that's where I'm at. And uh-huh. that's, that's, that's the level that I'm at and that's where I can guide people. Um, and then learning about as well through Chinese medicine, some constitutional, um, tendencies and how that relates to the human design as well. So like giving people a basis of knowledge, understanding of themselves, their not self and their self. Mm-hmm. And then going into the body and relaxing the body completely and using sound and using frequency, the sound of your own voice to start to understand where it is you're speaking from. Because I feel like the voice and the sonic vibration is very important and it's an indicator you can feel when you're speaking from openness 
when you're speaking from definition. When you're speaking from openness, um, the voice does something strange. And it's it's almost like it's tuning yourself to hear yourself when you're lying. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then you can start to hear when other people... Again, requires you to be super honest with yourself. Uh, because yeah. so many people fool themselves into thinking their lies are their truth. Yeah. And you'll hear it. You can probably hear it in this whole recording when I'm talking from my open head and open mind because I can hear myself do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you'll stop doing it. You'll just hear and recognize that you're doing it. And that's awareness is awareness. how you become, you know, how you change. Exactly. And then eventually you start to change and shift. Um, but it's for me in my work, it's all about the resonance, the sonic resonance of the voice and and finding where your authentic, true, embodied, and vocal yes and no come from. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do this with people. So say I have a session with you. What does it look like? So a session with me, there's three different ways it breaks down. So we can do a reading, which is kind of, we kind of did this, um, but we, we did it all over. Uh-huh. <clears throat> then you can do an attunement, a sonic attunement. And then you can do uh, coaching. And what's the sonic attunement? So that that's with that's an actual session. Um, that's a, a th- passive quote unquote therapy session, where after your reading and we kind of know your constitution, I'll have you um, go through a meditation, mm-hmm. lie down, and use singing bowls, gong, and the sound of my voice to feel through and uh, tone and tune your energy centers learn which centers um because it's interesting with the with the singing bowls on the body you can hear uh with the highly conditioned open centers like a dullness to the sound wow so to find where you're like really kind of locked up yeah and that's that's my way there are many ways to do this this is just the way that i do it and i found works for me yeah so um we go through we find some of those um those places in your body we um we clear them with the sound and then i work with you in your own um with your own sound current through mantra um repetition breath and you'll get a recording of your entire session so you can hear you can actually hear mm. the the different tonalities and how how that plays out right um and then that's the attunement and you can do a series of them to kind of clear the energy. And, and the, the frequency of the bowls and the frequency of, um, of my sound current through the subtle body and through the energy centers is very, very healing because it works on such a fine, like a, a, a minute level, um, a really like subtle level yeah. um, to kind of clear. And then the coaching would obviously be support in moving through mm-hmm. more um, more practices that lock you into your body. And for me, it's kundalini yoga, like I was yep. talking about, and the meditation. Um, and so, so that's kind of how I work. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, however way you try and find um, your gut, you know, how to listen to your body and whether it's through meditation, yoga, you know, sound therapy, whatever it is, like it really makes life so much easier. 
um, you know, as difficult as it is when you stop, you know, lying to yourself and just living in truth, as not easy as that is, essentially, it really is what's best for you. It is. And the it's interesting because I've realized that insofar as you lie to yourself, you lie to others. Mm-hmm. And when you stop lying to yourself, you start to see how others lie to themselves mm-hmm. and they, you know, inadvertently lie to you. And it's just, it's an interesting, it's not pleasant. Right. <laughs> I will say it's not pleasant. Um, but it's very liberating yeah. because once you start to lock into your authenticity and your authentic sound current um, and deliver that and live through that, um, you, you're happier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're lighter. Like you said, when you stop worrying about what it should be or what you think it's going to be or how it looks to someone else. You know, and just live the way you're meant to live. Yeah. You know, it is really liberating. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. Things look, things, life looks weird. And it's just, that's, it's the whole thing. Um, No one's life is going to look the same. It's the science of differentiation. We're all unique. We're meant to be unique and different. And, um, you know, having, having, relationships, friendships, uh, what we call conscious relationships is really honoring the fact that everyone is so completely different and you just watch people do what they do and you go, wow, (laughs) oh my gosh, they're doing what they, they're doing what they're meant to do. And that is why I love when I get to talk to someone on the podcast or when I see someone doing something that they're supposed to do for themselves it gets me so excited and that's why I start you be you and I'll be me because it's like I want to know what you're doing that's perfect for you and you should be doing it because everybody needs to hear that and understand that we're not cookie cutters everybody's different and there's something out there for everybody that they should be doing um, to live their best life yeah and it's just been a pleasure and so thankful for you to come on today and yes. talk about this. Thank you for having Amazing. me. So if people want to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Sure. They can find me on um, Instagram, uh, Essa underscore Keller, and um, they can con- come to my website. Um, actually, it's a new website because this is how my energy works where I just like blast out work in like five seconds you know it it downloads it's like a culmination of 10 years that downloads in like a month right um so it's somatic s-o-m-a-t-i-c soundhealing.com somatic soundhealing.com yes very cool and i'm going to put that on um my website too so they'll see that cool if you check that out and uh, if you don't have a pen marianne cassidy i'm talking to you Shoot, my friend of mine who's like, I love listening, but I never write down what you're <laughs> saying because I'm always like walking or something. <laughs> so um, that's great. And what do you have? You have something coming up this weekend, right? Oh, yes. Uh, Rick Bader and I will be at the One Love Yoga Festival um, doing a sound bath that will be amazing from 12 to 1. And we'll also be doing some sound after the main um, big... 108 salutations in the morning. I think it ends around 1020, but it's the, the festivals at, um, Sands Point Preserve. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. So please come and check it out and, um, I'll get this out today. So it's, this is 
Friday, so that's going to be tomorrow, tomorrow mm-hmm. Saturday in Sands Point. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank I you. I really love talking to you about this. I appreciate it, and thank you for introducing me to it. And if you want to check this out, Jovian, J-O-V-I-A-N, archive.com, and you just put in your name, um, birth date, birth place and time, and you get a free chart. Um, Mm -hmm. So check it out. Yeah. Let me know what you uh, come up with. And if you you need help decoding it, you can always contact me. And if you want more information, I'll put you in touch with um, some in-depth experts that I use. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, perfect. Well, thanks again. And as always, if you like what you heard, please go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. Work hard. Be nice. Peace.